everyone, welcome back to my closet to another episode of my awkwardness and weirdness and wiseness. I guess that would be wisdom. That's what you would call that. <laughs> Anyways, just ignore that. Um, today we are going to be talking about depression and seasonal affective disorder and how to bring in a softness to these big heavy feelings that we feel. And I don't want to just talk about how depressing and sad depression and seasonal affective disorder are, especially because of the seasonal change and the holidays coming up, all of that. We're going to be focusing more on the importance of being gentle with yourself, having compassion and that softness as well, allowing for spaciousness during this time. So seasonal affective disorder is a mood disorder that is characterized by a depression that occurs at the same time every year. It's really prominent in climates where there is less sunlight at certain times of the year. So like where I'm at here in Colorado, the sun goes down at 5 o'clock. And I just found out the other day that the sun goes down at like 345 in Sweden, which is madness. That's just so early. But with this lack of sunlight and the cold weather that moves in with these climates, there just seems to be less time, less time to do things, less to do because it's cold. And with all of that comes these symptoms of depression. Side note, I also really don't like the word disordered, like mood disorder or personality disorder, because it just makes it sound like your mood is wrong or like your personality needs to be fixed, which isn't true. These are just thoughts and feelings, emotions, moods, whatever. They just are what they are. To attach this negative connotation to it gives it that negative relationship and that's what people then take as bad, like something's wrong with my personality or something's wrong with the way that I feel and there isn't anything wrong with it. It just is what it is. So I feel like changing that relationship with it as well is really important. With seasonal affective disorder, there are symptoms of depression. And then with depression, it obviously has its symptoms as well. And these can include things like hopelessness, fatigue, and social withdrawal. It's also a really big theme to have low inspiration and low motivation and this is a season of just low motivation and low inspiration and we've been taught to really dread this feeling because we're continuously told that we need to be productive we need to constantly be doing something constantly moving and grinding at work or doing something that moves us towards our future so when there are these moments of no inspiration or this lack of motivation and these feelings of feeling depressed, we get nervous because we're told that we're supposed to be this other way all the time. But you can be productive in a different way when you have these feelings, and being productive has a different meaning to it now than it used to. Sometimes our spirit feels like, why do we have to human all the time? Why do I have to do this humanness, humaning just all the time? I'm supposed to go to work, be this far in my future. I'm supposed to work on this and do this, etc., etc. And that's just a lot to be doing all of the time. So I think sometimes our soul is just like, hey, I really don't want to be doing this right now. I don't want to work constantly. I don't want to be productive in that type of way. I don't feel like being motivated or inspired or <laughs> inspired. I just want some rest. 
I saw this great interview with a woman who was talking about how if she was just a form of energy at some point, and the universe said to her, do you want to go to earth and experience what it's like to be human? You get to experience all these emotions, sadness, happiness, peace, loneliness, anxiety, pleasure, joy, anger. And as this form of energy, you're like, hell yeah, that sounds so cool and like such an adventure. And she says when she thinks of it in that way, she feels better when she has these lower feelings. It's such a privilege to be able to feel these emotions and to feel what it's like to be human, have these alarms go off in your body. And so that energy source inside of us just maybe wants a break sometimes. It wants to slow down. And during a seasonal shift, like the one that I'm in currently, (laughs) that a lot of us are in, the earth just kind of slows down around us. There's stillness and calmness. Everything starts to get really quiet. So your inner self, your soul, is really just moving with the surroundings that it's around. And if you don't fight this feeling, which I feel like a lot of us try and fight back because we don't want to feel that way. We don't want to feel sad or unproductive. And like I said before, we're constantly pressured with having to be happy all the time. You're just supposed to be going 24-7 and be totally okay all the time. And that's just not happening. (laughs) But when you do fight these feelings and you don't move with the earth, part of you tries to fight back, being like, hey, I just want to rest. I want to take this time to be slow and still and calm and soft. Because depression really allows for softness. With anxiety, there's a lot of rigidness. Whereas depression is weirdly much calmer. (laughs) And with that softness, we don't have to follow what productivity used to mean. Grinding at work, making money, just making goods or commodities, whatever it may be, producing the significant amount of something or producing a result of something. We've really changed the meaning of what it means to be productive. It doesn't have to include all of those things. You're still being productive when you give yourself rest. Journaling, meditating, reading, just watching a movie, you're simply allowing your inner self some quiet time. And that's really productive for your body, your mind, and your soul. So it's okay to not constantly be inspired or constantly feel motivated. It's okay to withdraw socially. It's okay to be tired because we move a lot of the time and we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Socially withdrawing is a big theme within depression and seasonal affective disorder. And I love being social with my people, but over the past couple weeks during this shift, I've noticed myself going more and more inward and really meeting with that introverted side of myself. This also really ties into the Mars retrograde episode that I was talking about, but just check that episode out when you have time and if you love astrology and want to know more about this season of softness and how to include that. Anyways, in these past couple of weeks when I've been withdrawing more and more socially, normally that would make me feel really bad. But this time it wasn't. I was just listening to myself, what my body, mind, and soul were really wanting. And I was like, yeah, you know, I just want to be home. I just want to rest. And my little introverted self is really okay with that. There's nothing wrong with it. And I think before when I have experienced depression and I wasn't being social all the time, it really got to me, especially with social media. 
because I was like, look at everyone else out there. Everyone else is all doing stuff and being totally fine. And here's me just being lame, wanting to stay inside. But that just wasn't who I was. I wasn't this person that could go, go, go all the time. And I've taken that lesson and allowed that to just be how it is. You can move with a natural movement of your surroundings and those natural feelings that you're feeling inside. There's nothing wrong with it at all. When you give that time, instead of fighting with it, you move with it more. You take the time to feel what you're feeling and understand where it's coming from or what it's asking for. When you're constantly feeling pressured, it becomes really rigid. There's a lot of anxiety, like I said, and with depression, it allows for this softness. And I'm not trying to make light of depression. This is a very serious thing, but I want to bring some lightness to it. So instead of feeling so weighed down, we can look at it with a different perspective. So there's this space for softness and gentleness without feeling motivated, without that feeling of inspiration or these social obligations going on, with that fatigue. There's space being opened up. There's this whole other space opening up inside of you, creating movement. It's allowing feelings, emotions, and thoughts to move to wherever else they may want to be. You can kind of think of it like a chessboard, right? You have to move certain pieces out of the way so that bigger things can move forward or so that you can see a different way to go about it. And by allowing this to happen, this movement, you're giving space for change and growth. And that's completely productive. That's taking care of your body, your mind, and your soul. And that helps you in the future. (laughs) It's also really good to look at the positive intention of what you're feeling. What is it trying to tell you? If you're feeling really depressed, you're having all of these symptoms, what's behind that? What's trying to come forward for you? And I know that can be kind of scary. It's nerve-wracking. It's the unknown. Your feelings have every right to be a little nervous and have this bit of fear because we don't give them a whole lot of space. And that can be really scary. But let them know. Let yourself know. Give that compassion. Move the motivation and the productivity and that pressuring side to the side (laughs) and say, okay, what else can come through for me right now? Something that I notice when I've been practicing this myself, because it's definitely a practice, but when I was journaling, I was like, okay, I'm having a really hard time right now and I don't really know what I want. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I should feel motivated for right now. And I was starting to get really frustrated because I felt like I wanted to be doing something, but I didn't know what it was. And just this pressure of wanting to be productive was really ringing through me. And I was just sitting there writing, letting it all flow out. And all of a sudden, this thought came to me that was like, I'm trying to grow. And I was like, okay, of course, right? We're all trying to grow. (laughs) But then what became more clear was how I was trying to grow. Because I've been trying so hard to do a lot of things lately. So I was like, what do I really want? Oh, I want to grow. I want to grow up. And that really hit home for me. I was like, oh, I want to grow up in confidence, in calmness, maturity, and just overall have this more stable mind to breathe more and allow for this softness and grace with myself. And that was such an amazing powerful positive message for me because we're constantly telling ourselves I want to grow I want to heal I want to change and putting all this pressure out there 
and trying to almost like hyper focus on that, which doesn't allow for much to come through. And I knew that there was some sort of positive intention I could find behind these feelings I was feeling, these lower weighted feelings that were making me rigid or heavy. I just let whatever wanted to come through to come through. And it was a really powerful moment for me. Instead of dwelling so much on wanting to feel differently, wanting to think differently, wanting to be different, just be still and calm, soft, gentle. Have patience with yourself. And this takes so much practice. I mean, like I was not in a good place for many, many years, but I have been practicing and putting this work in so that I could have these little moments with myself. Finding these moments of spaciousness and gentleness to get here and have that moment was just so meaningful and it took a lot of work. It takes a lot of patience. And this ties back to just mindfulness and being aware, being more conscious of your movements and actions being intentional with your time and energy. There's so much magic in the air. And if you can help your overwhelmed side and keep this calmness, especially in more aggressive and tension high situations, it will give you the opportunity to slow down and be more conscious of what you actually want to have happen, what you want to have come through. And this doesn't just help us, it helps other people as well. Because we're more soft with the people we interact with. We have more understanding and compassion. There's less reaction going on and more being grounded and holding space for ourselves and for others. There's grace and poise, taking time to reflect. And it's a great time to set boundaries as well because when you are doing this reflection with yourself or with other people, you can reflect back on what maybe put you in a certain mood. Like, why are you angry with yourself? Why are you sad? Why are you feeling this type of way? Reflect back on maybe what you've been going through recently. Was there a time that you didn't listen to your instincts, that inner self? Did you not fully communicate your boundaries? What else is going on behind that? And establishing this as soon as possible, basically, <laughs> is really helpful in general and especially now with the holidays coming up and family gatherings, friends gatherings, just all that pressure of the holidays you know, going on social media and seeing how everyone else is doing their holidays. There's just, it's a lot. So establishing these boundaries is really important because then you can reflect on what you really want to communicate with other people and you can be very aware of your boundaries, your needs, what makes you feel secure. And this creates an environment that's trustworthy and transparent and brings honor to those relationships because you're acknowledging what makes you feel secure and what makes them feel secure. Give yourself the opportunity to extend more forgiveness and grace with yourself by simply being present. You're not rushing, you're not trying to just get through it or whatever, you know, you're slowing down, you think more clearly, you feel your words and your thoughts, you're able to reflect more, you give that spaciousness to these emotions, to these thoughts, all of these things. And that way you can truly and fully express what you need or what's on your mind, what your boundaries are. And with that idea, you can also rewrite the story you've been telling yourself, which I think is another huge thing in depression is that we get really stuck in what the story is like we're behind or something or we should be like other people 
a lot of the time what we experience is this lack of meaning. And by rewriting the story you're telling yourself, you can make your own rules about what you want to create in the world, how you want to live your life. What's going to give you meaning? That's at least what comes up for me a lot of the time when I'm depressed is I'm like, what is the point? Like, I don't really get it. What am I supposed to do here? Because there's so much that you could be doing. There's so many options. It's so overwhelming. Like, what is the point, right? And by taking this time to slow down, giving yourself that space, you can rewrite that and think about what brings you pleasure, what brings you joy, what allows you to be in the moment and really feel fulfilled. And the more you practice this and reflect on this and allow for this inner work, you're so much less judgmental of it. You can get closer to yourself and find out that meaning and purpose. And it means so much more when you really get in touch with that inner self. Another big thing I think with this quietness that's going on and calmness is that it makes us really nervous. Like during the summer, it's so busy. There's a lot going on. It's just like happy outside all the time. It's really stressful. (laughs) It's just really beautiful. (laughs) Until it's like over 100 degrees, then I'm out. It's too hot. But with seasonal affective disorder, with this stillness that comes with these colder seasons, and even just general depression that happens year-round, there can be this quietness, and that can make us really nervous and uncomfortable. There's actually been research behind the fact that there is so much silence in our surroundings, like in our homes, It's actually contributed to poor mental health. Appliances used to make so much noise, but now you can't really hear them. You can't hear your fridge, your dishwasher, your laundry, air conditioner. They're so quiet, and that leaves room for our thoughts to be really loud. And we're kind of afraid of that. We're afraid of our own thoughts because the ones that are at the forefront, especially during a depression season or depressed episode, they're intense. They can be really scary and draining. So it's hard to just sit there with those thoughts. And that silence is so loud. It can be so unsettling. (laughs) If you haven't experienced it lately, I really urge you to try it because it's kind of bizarre. Like if you just go sit in your kitchen or your living room or something or your room No phone, no TV, nothing like running behind you like fans or computers or whatever. Just sit in that silence and see how it is very, very loud. It's really weird. (laughs) But once you get used to that, you start getting used to your thoughts and you start letting them pass. You don't get attached to them. Not that you start to ignore them, but... (laughs) You really are just kind of like, okay, like, those are my thoughts, whatever. And by doing that, you allow for this inner voice to come through. You listen to the quiet knowing inside of you. You can really start to hear and let go of those other things that may be coming up and weighing you down. Letting go of that fear and surrendering to the unknown, to the silence, it brings a lot of, like, really amazing things. It can be really daunting for sure, especially when the unknown is your own inner self, which is daunting in itself to think about. The unknown is your own self. You don't even know yourself. That sounds so strange, but it's kind of true. And once you surrender to that unknown, you let go of that fear that surrounds that part. So much can open up 
you just slow down. You give space to remember your goals, your intentions. You allow for that creative process and your imagination can really move into that space. And that's how you start to use your energy and your time more intentionally. This is something that has really helped me. Instead of being fearful of a lot of things, which I can tell you, I used to live my life in fear, basically. (laughs) What I'm practicing more and more is to be curious and open because it can lead you to these really weird places and sometimes they're not super great and you're like, okay, won't be taking that path again. Let's go to a different one now. (laughs) And then you find value in that experience, whether it's a thought or an emotion or like an outward experience that actually happens. Instead of letting it weigh you down, you bring meaning to that. And you find value in all of the things that you experience. There's this great story called Maybe So, Maybe Not, We'll See. A farmer and his son had a beloved horse who helped the family earn a living. One day the horse ran away and the neighbors exclaimed, Your horse ran away. What terrible luck. And the farmer replied, Maybe so, maybe not. A few days later the horse returned home, leading a few wild horses back to the farm as well. The neighbor shouted out, your horse has returned and brought several horses home with him. What great luck. The farmer replied, maybe so, maybe not. Later that week, the father's son was trying to break one of the horses and she threw him to the ground, breaking his leg. The neighbors cried, your son broke his leg. What terrible luck. The farmer replied, maybe so, maybe not. A few weeks later, soldiers from the National Army marched through the town, recruiting all the boys for the army. They did not take the farmer's son because he had a broken leg. The neighbors shouted, your boy is spared. What tremendous luck. To which the farmer replied, maybe so, maybe not. We'll see. And I just love that story. I think it's so beautiful because it reminds us that it's impossible to say whether anything that happens is going to be good or bad. You just never know. Things may bring good fortune. Things may bring misfortune. And only time can tell. The universe is ever-changing. Everything changes all the time. There's not room for this absolute good or absolute bad. There's so much gray area. And there's a different consequence for everything. There are positive consequences and negative consequences. (laughs) And this story emphasizes that you should just trust in the universe because it's unfolding as it will. And if you fight against these feelings, you're not letting nature take its course. If you continuously fight back and try and force or keep this pressure on yourself, you're not allowing the universe to unfold naturally. You're not allowing for this natural course to happen. And that's such a beautiful thing to remember, especially in times when that depression is really hitting and this lack of motivation, no inspiration, no creativity. You create that space to look for what's really going on, and then you just do with that what you can. You allow for things to move the way that they want to and the way that they will. You look for what's the positive intention behind those thoughts and feelings. We get so caught up in, if I could just do this, if this was just this way, I should have done this, I could have done this, I wish this would have happened, blah, 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 blah. But rewrite what you're allowing yourself to tell yourself. You have the power and the opportunity to take that story and tell it differently. I recently experienced something like that while I was living with my parents. I was like, oh my gosh, if I just had a different job, if I just had enough money, had I done this, I should have done this, I should go doing this, like on and on and on. And I was like, I just want to get there. My dad was like, where exactly are you trying to get to? 
I said, I don't know, just there, where I'm happy and things are fine. And he goes, there's no getting there. Like, where is there? There's always going to be more things that happen, more problems, more complications, more good things, more bad things. There's just a consequence to every action and your happiness has nothing to do with that. Things just are what they are. So that happiness has to come from inside. And a lot of us have heard this, right? You hear it over and over, but to hear it in this way really stuck with me. Your happiness has nothing to do with anything really going on. (laughs) If you're happy on the inside, you can move through this feeling. You can work around the complications or the bumps in the roads, whatever you want to call it. You keep this softness for yourself and you take that pressure off, not just of yourself, but you take it off of your surroundings, the people around you, the earth, whatever it may be. You just have this more gentle way of approaching life and you can move through it with so much more ease. It allows for those pieces to move out of the way so that other ones can come forward. There's something behind those feelings. And I know that this can be really, really hard when you're depressed because you're like, I already don't feel like doing anything. You think I'm going to go fucking work on myself? Like, no, thank you. Because it's a lot of work. And like I said, it takes patience and practice. But I really encourage you during this time, if you are feeling depressed or if you are being affected by the season change, instead of putting a negative relationship with it and attaching that lower piece to it, having this anxiety with it where you feel like you have to feel a different way, try and see what else wants to come forward. Give yourself that grace and let yourself know that everything will be okay. It will be what it will be. And there are things inside of you that want to come forward, that want that space so that they can heal or grow or help you move forward. Take the time to give yourself time. It's totally okay to feel the way that you're feeling. It's totally normal. If you're feeling really tired or feeling like you want to socially withdraw, and of course I'm speaking in a general sense, like if it's really significantly negatively impacting your life, highly suggest going to talk to a licensed professional, but (laughs) I'm just talking in general here. When you're feeling this depression, you're just like socially withdrawn, you're feeling really tired, Accept those things. If you're not feeling as social and you want to stay home, stay home. (laughs) If you just want to rest, then take the time to rest. Of course, we all like need to go to work and need to do certain things. Yes, absolutely. But when you have time or if you need to create some time, I really urge you to do that. You can take that time to take care of other parts of yourself. And this also ties in with finding those little things throughout the day that have meaning behind them. This has helped me a lot with my depression because every time I would get really, really depressed, I was like, again, I was like, what the fuck is the point? Like, (laughs) what is the meaning behind anything? I don't really understand. And people come to you during that time and they're like, your life has so much meaning. Like, you're a father, you're a brother, you're a daughter, you're a friend, you're a son, you're a dog owner, you're, you know, whatever it is. People try and help you find meaning. But no matter what anybody says, you still don't really feel that way. Like, you're like, okay, great. (laughs) That doesn't give me any meaning. So instead of trying to force yourself to find meaning in this grandiose type of way, like you have to have this big purpose. Find meaning in the little things. We do things consciously or unconsciously with meaning behind them every single time. Like think about 
pretty much every single thing you do. Maybe not every single thing. That sounds overwhelming. (laughs) But when you think about the things that you do, there is meaning behind them. And if you take the time to reflect on that, you can grab those pieces of meaning and hold on to the ones that really warm your heart. (laughs) Not to get all cheesy, but you know what I mean? There's meaning behind all of that. Like, I take my dog for a walk every single day. It is stressful for me to miss a day. (laughs) But the reason I do it is so that he feels good. And that makes me feel good. And I love my dog. He's like my best friend, you know? So like, even that little thing that I do has meaning behind it. Even just brushing your teeth. There is meaning behind brushing your teeth. That's what I'm talking about. Like, there's a reason for everything. It doesn't have to be this grandiose type of thing. Like, what is my destiny? What is the meaning of my life? What is my purpose? That's too much. It's, that's too much. (laughs) It's okay to feel like you don't want to think about that. It's too much pressure. So find meaning in the little things. And that also points out why, like, love is such a big deal. Because there's so much love in the meaning behind things that we do. And I love love. I feel like we all love love. So thinking of that really helps as well. This all ties really well into logo therapy, which um, I'm going to go into on my next episode. But the basic premise of it is finding meaning, finding the will to live, the will to even have meaning. And these things really tie into the struggle of depression and not having motivation and this lack of inspiration. Because if you are feeling depressed, you might not feel like there's a lot of meaning. So logotherapy points out that we are driven to find meaning in our lives. Even in the worst of circumstances, people really try to have meaning. And they find it in the littlest of things a lot of the time. But that's what my next episode is going to be on. So check that out if you want to hear more about how to be compassionate with yourself and just bring a little more lightness and softness to this really heavy weight of emotions and what we feel when we're depressed. And that's really why I wanted to make this episode was just to bring a little different perspective and bring some softness into these really heavy feelings because it's totally okay to feel that way. You are not disordered. There is nothing wrong with feeling those lower feelings. It doesn't have to have this negative relationship with it. Try to not force yourself to feel differently or to think differently. Allow for that spaciousness and softness and be still and quiet. Just see what else is in there and take the time to get to know yourself a little more so that when that summertime comes around again... (laughs) and everything's crazy, (laughs) you can feel a little more grounded and that you know yourself a little bit better. And if this isn't something that happens to you seasonally, or if it happens as well, like there's depression and the season making it even worse, I just hope that some of these words allowed for, again, like a new perspective behind it, that it's okay to feel that way. There's something behind that feeling that you're feeling and I guarantee if you give yourself some space and time to look at it and try and find that positive intention behind it, it will bring a lot of your inner self forward. And this takes practice, it takes work and it's scary and it can be overwhelming, it can be painful, 
it's a lot. <laughs> I'm not trying to tell anybody it's not, but it's so, so worth it. And it can bring really beautiful moments in if you allow for more of this. And then slowly but surely, your depression starts to kind of lighten up and fizzle out for sure. So there is that for you guys. <laughs>